0: Welcome to Witchlit, a place to talk about the craft of writing and writing the craft. I'm your host, Victoria Rashke, author, publisher, witch, and nosy Scorpio. You can support Witchlit and the serious book habit it requires at Kofi.com/slash Witchlit Podcast. And you can be part of the show by sending in your own death, sex, religion, politics, money questions for our guests to Victoria. At witchlitpod.com. If you like what we're doing here, please subscribe and give us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help other witches find the show. Here's to never getting to the bottom of our to be read piles. Ash McKernan is a psychotherapist, counselor, for the MFT who loves to spend time at the crossroads where psyche, nature, magic, and healing intersect. Author of the book Weird Craft. Healing self and nature through the mysteries of fates. Matthew Ash and welcome to Witchlet.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you can just you can just call me Ash. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed in the stuff you said, like you definitely go by Ash and the book is under Matthew Ash. I thought, oh, maybe there's a mm-hmm. another author with a similar name or something there. So
1: it's complicated, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have multiple names. But, okay. Yep. Well, we'll
0: just go with Ash, and then um I will ask you the first question we ask everybody: is why okay. write books?
1: Why well, write books? Well,
0: for me, or write in general, but I guess I guess in your case specifically books. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, to get it out. That was like a big, big thing for me, just to um have it. I guess bounce around the world and not just my mind. Um, Yeah, there's, yeah, expression, just expressing. um, In a way, I don't know, it's making me think of flow, flowing, just the flow state. And, um, you know, I, I guess I started writing music before I started writing actually written word but you know there's lyrics and songs mm-hmm. so i have been writing music a while and and i don't know it's always just it's felt good it's felt good to to put feelings and emotions and questions and thoughts into into form to bring it into the world to, to let it loose, to let it go. And I don't know, it's, it's almost like, yeah, the words, the concepts have kind of a life of their own or a being of their own. And they want to, they want to explore too. They don't just want to be, you know, walking in circles around in my mind. Um, You know, so yeah, to let them out and to understand myself too. I think that's what I realized writing weird crafts was. I, I think I initially started to write it for myself, you know, just as a way to put my thoughts together and to, to, to write down kind of like my theory of everything in a way, like my, my understanding of reality and, and mind and, soul, like things I've been thinking about for a really long time. And, you know, I, I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself with some, with, with this answer, but, um, yeah, when I found that concept of weird, um, it, it just, it it connected the dots, put everything together and helped me to, to explain a lot of what was going on within me and around me. In a, in a really magical way, you know, and, and it felt really good. So it just, it just had to come out. Oh. And so, yeah, honoring that, honoring that flow, honoring the life of the words and the concepts and seeing where they will go.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, in talking to a lot of writers, just like writers I know and writers on the show, like there does seem like it's just, You know, a lot of us just can't not write. Like once you have this idea, we kind of have to transfer it out into the world, whether it's fiction or nonfiction or you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you you write poetry, music. Um Mm -hmm. the it's like unhealthy, I guess, almost (laughs) to let it Mm -hmm. sit and not express it in some way. So I, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're all kind of in good company with that idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the sharing of the vision that that's a part of the whole process. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And if it gets stuck inside, it can, um, it can eat one alive, so to speak, from the inside out, or it can do do something.
0: So I guess it's a good, like, where in, in the process of writing, so like, you know, a lot of people just write for themselves. They write a journal or morning pages or whatever and then Mm -hmm. so what was the difference between I have to get this idea out on paper to think about what I think about it and I have to get this idea out and publish it to share it like what was that journey like for you
1: the the flip from doing it for me and then and then offering it to others kind Mm of um well I think I think there was always that wanting to offer it to others in there but I didn't know how so to speak it just and cuz like I said I've been a musician for a while and it's it's really fun to write a song and to share it and to see to see the impact on others and it's really fun to feel the impact of listening to someone else's song or watching a band live or reading another another's book you know it's just there's there's something magical about this relationship and kind of this circle of the the creator and and the listener and it's or or the band and the audience or um so yeah. i think i think it was it was kind of twofold you know i was definitely doing it for myself for my own sanity in a way and and it just—it's kind of strange, um, weird, so to speak. But it felt like the forest uh, wanted wanted me to write it. it. It wanted it. It felt like the forest said, um, "Tell tell people what we're what we're thinking," in in a way, or we have a message, mm-hmm. or something. And the forest said, "We have a message." And and you are kind of like a, I don't know, a channel through which that message will flow into the world, into the human mind, so to speak, from the mind of nature into the mind of human, which, you know, human and nature are the same. But um, yeah, so that that's kind of a, I don't know, trippy way to think about it, but yeah. And, that, and also being a therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say, I think, I don't, I always feel like sometimes, I mean, I write fiction, but I feel like sometimes the story writes itself. It's like almost, mm. you know, once you tap into those characters or the story, like it, yeah, it just wants to get out and wants to. So I think that makes sense to me. I, like, it doesn't seem that weird. Mm-hmm quotation marks yeah (laughs) that you kind of are a channel for this in some ways so Mm -hmm. or a conduit yeah maybe yeah
1: yeah conduit yeah these these archetypes that are in all the books and they they have a way they they have their own ways or something and they they do their thing and they want to they want to live and yeah i think it's the same you know forest wants to live wants to continue living nature wants to wants to stay alive and continue evolving and changing and uh, becoming whatever whatever it's meant to become so
0: yeah so i'm thinking kind of you had we had talked a little bit back and forth on an email and one of the things i really liked about what you said was like you know kind of this desire to talk about a book as not just an artifact, but, like, a thing in and of itself and, like, what that means to put, you know, your book and the thoughts in the book into the world, into the web. Like, mm. do you want to kind of elaborate on that? I, I don't know. I think it's just and not – I don't know that it's a singular way to look at it, but I think it's an important mm. way to think about the energy of your work and your words. Yeah. So, mm.
1: As does the book, as kind of being like a a being or something, mm-hmm. the 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 finished book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah, it. For for me, it it was a very um, weird experience and process, and I mean that. I mean we, weird in the sense. Both W E I R D and W Y R D. Mm-hmm. That it was it was strange, bizarre, kind of,
0: um,
1: yeah, mysterious. But but it also kind of there was that fate and destiny, and magic and soul kind of element and experience happening. Where like like you said, it's like the book writes itself or something and um, or the ideas and the concepts have a life of their own and and they want to be born into the world or they want to just, they want to wander. They, they want to live and breathe and just do what we want to do too. Mm -hmm. And, and almost as like, like they, they are in search of something just as humans are in search of something. And, and some, so, so as this book kind of came to a um, conclusion. It was a long process, but, um, it, it does did and does seem like, like it is the forest, you know, it is the kind of the, the word of the forest or the being of the forest in word form. And, but also kind of the, of the fates and that and, and weird being kind of this goddess or weird being a being or a force that does have an intelligence of its own that, um, somehow fits a little, it fits within these like 300 pages or so, you know, of course there's so much more that it could, you know, you could write about it endlessly really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's somehow got contained within, within this, within these pages. And, and it, um, I don't know where it'll go. I don't know what that being with that weird, you know, being, um, what will happen from it. And it's kind of scary actually to, to imagine. Um, cause I, I, I don't know, I put a lot of myself into it and, um, I put myself out there and kind of, I, I don't know. I, I just, my, I'm a first time author mm-hmm. too. So it feels edgy. It, you know, as much as I'd love to express, you know, through music or w- dance or, or writing, it's, it's always an edgy process being seen and heard. And, um, so yeah, this, this being, so to speak, or this book, you know, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a spell. It's kind of like a like it, it is a magical being, you know, because that book is now in the world and it's it sends ripples. It changes consciousness, and any book does this—fiction, uh, nonfiction. Um, that there is power in in every letter and how they're put together into words, and um. So, but but I do think that whatever happens, you know, I did my best to stay, stay, connect, you know, stay a clear channel as possible and, and let, let kind of love be kind of a guide, a guiding, um, guiding force within, within that. So whatever, whatever does come of it and whatever that book actually is, you know, um, because it is just it is more than just a book with words and pages, you know, as as is any book. It's um yeah, I do I do hope that love will be a big part of of what it's doing in the world and and just a, a awareness, like making making people think, question, look at things differently, and being a mirror also. <laughs> Um, as helping people to kind of see themselves more clearly and see the world more clearly and helping people to remember. That's kind of a big, a big theme in the book is Mm -hmm. this idea of remembering something that's, that we already know deep down. It's just kind of covered up with all these layers. And so it is weird. (laughs) It it is. Well, maybe that's a good opportunity
0: to kind of, I guess, For folks who haven't read the book, like it probably be good, like for the rest of our conversation, for them to have like a working definition of how you use weird w y r d in the book and how you Mm. talk about that. That might I don't know if that's something you can do in like a potted answer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: weird, weird with the y. Yeah, you know it. It's an ancient word. comes comes from um, germanic cultures anglo-saxon it's associated with the norse uh, cosmology as well but the the basic kind of gist is that it's it's a being it's a goddess a force um, it's nature um, and and mystery and magic and soul and in this process of becoming which is both faded and destined. Um, so there's kind of this natural process. It's kind of like Tao, like the Chinese concept of Tao. And yeah, so I'm so the way I use it is kind of an interweaving of all those things. And I'm not offering any definitive, you know, I'm not saying this is what it is and that's it. You know, I'm just kind of welcoming people to the gates of weird, as I like to imagine it and saying, Oh, do you want to go in? You want to go in together? You want to go in by yourself? It's weird in there, you know? And, and I do think weird as we use it today is it's the same thing. It's, you know, synchronicity when that happens or, or when, whenever we do like a tarot reading or a divination thing that that's weird, that's this being or this goddess, um, yeah, whenever synchronicity happens, that's kind of like that's weird, peeking through the veil and saying, "Hey, I'm here." And you could also call it the call, the call of the fates. Um, so, whenever those things happen, it's like, "Hey, you're on the right path," or "or go in this direction," or "keep it up," or mm-hmm. "or be you know, be really aware right now." So, that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. I could say more, but.
0: Yeah. yeah oh no uh, again i think it's one of those things easily talk right about indefinitely I, I was thinking about mm-hmm. like i agree that i think we still use the word weird that way but i think we also use mm-hmm. weird as something that deviates from the norm or the mainstream whatever the different current definition of that is and mm-hmm. like to kind of it's almost like a othering of that like this mm-hmm. is so what like, if that is the way someone approaches the weird, is there a way, I mean, I guess you can't, you talk about this in the book and it's really almost the, I guess, you know, almost the thesis of the book is like, how do you reincorporate that? How do you then look at the weird as not something other than you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what that question kind of makes me think of is um that weird weird also historically but also now like you're saying I think historically it was an othered thing too because weird was also doom or death this kind of you know scary unknown mystery mm-hmm. and that's why I think you know the fates in general are kind of, they're they're almost outside of of the pantheons of gods and goddesses. They're they're kind of othered even from them, and even the gods fear them. You know, at times. So, um, it's yeah weird as being something different or othered. You know, it, it makes total sense because the un- that usually happens with the unknown. We do that with something that we don't know about, and you know, it's something that. That scares us, or, or that we just don't understand. So you know, it's not a comfortable feeling that that most people don't enjoy that feeling of, of not knowing what's going to happen or what is happening. So, I think, I think as far as incorporating it or bringing it back, um, even those experiences that are not fun, that you know, they're somehow a part of your and our each of our becoming like mm. bad things happen you know people die um tragedy comes traumas happen and and they they they're a part of making us who we are and how we are um you know I I wouldn't have written this book if I didn't fall out of a second story window when I was a toddler and you know and, and then have other experience, near death experiences in my life and other, you know, quote, unquote, bad things happen. Um, but they're a part of who I am. They're a part of my wholeness. And I think um, weird, the dark, the scary, the death, the uncomfortable, the painful, the, the terrible is, is a part of the wholeness that is becoming. This whatever it is, whatever this mystery is that, and we're we're a big part of that. You know, I mean, somehow human beings have gained this ability to kind of conceptualize all this and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we each have our own inner weird that we need to look at um to become more whole, to understand ourselves more and more. And um yeah, weird. I don't know what, yeah. That's uh, the last thing I'll say in that, I guess, is that weird is an experience and, and it's, everybody has a different experience of what weird is. And sometimes they overlap with, you know, we have overlapping definitions, but sometimes it's very, it's personal. Mm-hmm. So, um, the experience of weird invites one into it, you know, just like the mysteries, the mysteries invite you in, say, Oh, if you want to learn about me, you, you got to come closer. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. i will just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was just thinking about that and reading the book that, um, I mean, cause you do start the book with the story about you falling out of the second story window when you're a toddler. And I was like, Whoa, that, that's a in in place. And, you know, like this is, this is everything, you know, like you said, it's it's a lot of, there is a lot of your personal experience of the weird in this book. And I really Mm -hmm. liked how you talk about that weird is a feeling that it's a somatic experience. Like when you experience the weird, mm. it isn't just oh that was weird. Like often there's a, like a full body response to those kind of things. And I just think about
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like the time you know like I was thinking is something like even as small as déjà vu. Like when you have that. Mm-hmm. And it just like takes you out of your time for a minute to look at that. And I don't know. I think I've just always been a person who's been drawn to that feeling. Like the the why mm-hmm. of it or the how of it or like that. And so I think other folks who've had that same kind of like why, how experience will enjoy the book. Cause I think it's a way to yeah. to examine it a little more closely. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think which witches are just kind of, Witches are folk who have, um, who who are really drawn to weird, you know, to to that to that feeling, whatever you call it, you know, the deja vu moment, or or the the strange dream, you know, or or magic, just or spirit, you know, just all the all the quote unquote weird things that um normal what is outside of normal you know mm-hmm. whatever that means um for the time and space but yeah i do think w- weird is is very much a witch witchy um thing and and witches have have a higher tolerance for weirdness they've experienced more of it and and have found the magic in it they've mm-hmm. found that that there's beauty in weirdness and that there's power in um, just nature it it just feels natural as strange mm-hmm. as it may be it's it pulls one in pulls mm-hmm. one closer even though it may be scary it's like huh, oh, what's that
0: yeah mm-hmm. I mean I think I've had experiences that I was still frightened I mean I'm not saying like I just like jump mm-hmm. in and like let's go <laughs> but a lot yeah. of them yes but mm-hmm. some I mean I think it's like you said it can be very frightening and very Upsetting even sometimes, like mm-hmm. when things happen, or you just don't. And I don't know, really early on in the podcast, I had a friend of mine on who's a writer and she's also a scientist. Like, you know, so she has this very scientific way of looking at things. And, you know, for her, magic is science we just can't explain yet. Like, that, there is an explanation. Mm-hmm. And though, like, my skeptical part agrees with her, like, part of me is like, mm, I think it might be more than that. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. that it's something we will ever be able to explain as humans. Like, I'm not sure that's because it, like you said mm-hmm. about the fates, it, it is kind of outside of what we can experience or even know.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like the witch is outside of society, you know, lives kind of on the outskirts and has one foot in the dark and one foot in the light or, you know, is in that liminal space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's a scary thing to, um, well, part, part of, I think, part of Weirdcraft, just the, the idea of it is it does kind of put it in a mystical, through a mystical lens or a spiritual kind of non-dual, almost Eastern lens. So um, where there's a certain amount of ego death that occurs, you know, as, as one goes into the liminal um and explores witchy currents uh whatever whatever the currents may be Uh, you have to look at death you have to i mean you go into nature right it's creation destruction all of it it's everything and um it's it's gonna it's gonna possibly you know include the the death of one's ego in order to, to, you know, explore deeper layers of it. And, um, but we're, we're drawn to it. I, th- I think that's, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the funny, th- funny or weird, or I don't know thing is that we're both kind of scared of it and drawn to it at the same mm-hmm. time. And I think that's the fate, the fate and destiny aspect of it, that it's, it's inevitable. Like we, we want to know, we want to know who and what we really truly are deep, deep, deep down, you know, we, we strive for meaning and purpose. And when we don't find that we're not as happy as, as we'd like to be, or, Mm -hmm. you know, and when, and when we do, it feels like we're in the flow We're we're in, we're doing something important and, and it's going somewhere it's it's leading somewhere and
0: um yeah i just i I, I think you're right i think people who are drawn to witchcraft and the occult as well as people who are drawn to things like psychotherapy like i mean i think it's like this mm -hmm. willingness to look at um the whole of experience and not just the easy pretty parts sometimes Think that, mm-hmm. I think there is, I think there's finding beauty in darkness, but I think there's also like a willingness to confront darkness too, like in ourselves. And mm-hmm. and I think that I don't know that part to me just really came out in the book. Just this idea that yeah, this isn't always going to be comfortable, and that's how that's how you grow. That's like what you said. Your um, your edge is this, you know, this uncomfortable yeah. place to me. And um. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like one of the things, like I've really wrestled with like reading more and kind of getting more into Norse and Germanic ways of the occult just because, and you bring this up in the book and and other people have had on the show who've talked about heathenry and the occult, um, because it's been, that whale's been poisoned a little bit by current like white supremacist nationalist movements who've co-opted a lot of the Mm -hmm. imagery. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like they've co-opted the understanding I feel like they've just co-opted the imagery Mm -hmm. and their own, you know, take on things, but yeah, I kind of have put it off because of that. And so I think it was really interesting for me to approach your book and look at it and go, okay, you know, you you address it pretty much from the start in the book. And then also Mm -hmm. like once that's off the table, then it was easier (laughs) to kind of go, okay, I know this is a place where that's not what I'm going to encounter in this book. And Mm -hmm like I could em- embrace thinking about it in a way because I, I, I am drawn to a lot of the imagery and the, and I don't, you know, l- like some of this, st- I don't think it's genetic. I mean, yes, I'm Swedish and German ancestry, but um, mm-hmm. I have Swedish and German ancestry. I do not consider myself Swedish or German cause I didn't, I wasn't born and I don't live there, but I have that ancestry, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. just about ancestry. I think it is about the archetypes too. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd like yeah. to that you address that in the book. and made space for this conversation around mm. why this is difficult for some people to approach. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about the archetypes and just that, just the idea of soul that we, you know, I, I kind of, I like to, I, I, I don't know how successful I am, but I take weird, a little bit out of, out of kind of the Germanic Mm -hmm. Northern thing. And, and, you know, i associate associated with Taoism with Tao, um, associated with psychology, you know, and with psyche soul. And, and I do think that everybody is on a soul journey. And, um, I think that weird craft, you know, there isn't like a set set. It's, it's definitely not a, a, uh, a traditional heathen, uh, practice, um, by any means. And it's more of kind of like an overarching theory that, that I think whatever weird craft it, you know, everybody has their own weird. Um, everybody is, feels drawn towards certain traditions, and it could be a totally different tradition than the one that you grew up around. You know, when I, I, my um i was raised catholic but um when i started to get into kind of the spiritual dimensions you know later and starting my own spiritual practices it was in it was in tibetan buddhism and um other other types of buddhism and and tantra so very very much not my 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 ancestral you know well maybe it was at some point you know but who knows Um, definitely not. (laughs) Um, yeah so but but then i don't know i i do think that it's just soul like we all have our own soul and we're all headed back to the soul like we're all we're all finding our we all walk our own path on the path we all walk together kind of thing and and that that fate and destiny we're all going to end up in the same place eventually and you know so the I don't. It, it go. It definitely goes into kind of mm-hmm. spiritual themes that transcend like uh, any one path. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like the hero's journey or the heroine's journey that Joseph Campbell and other um, archetypal psychologists and mythologists and what whatnot have talked about. But, yeah, 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 and and too about the kind of the exclusive. Heathens like white supremacists and whatnot. Um they I I kind of I want them I want them to read the book too, because the the whole idea is to 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 look at yourself, to look at everything, to to really look at your thoughts you know, behaviors, your feeling, the feelings in your body, look at your relationships, look at the world around you. And what is working? What is not working? Like, are you, are we happy? Mm -hmm. Like does, does white supremacy really make you calm? Does it really bring you peace? Does it bring, does it bring one joy and love? Does it bring more love? Does it, um, you see destruction for what it is, you know, you look at the shadow, you look at, you know, it's the whole, the whole point is to bring awareness. And I think that I trust that I trust that process because I think the more awareness one brings to one's life and path, the more one aligns to nature. And I Mm -hmm. think nature is a naturally healing force. Nature doesn't need to be taught how to heal. So as a whole, I, I do think that white supremacists that may be open to reading something like this might see kind of the delusion, the delusions through which they see the world. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, wait, oh, my happiness is connected to the happiness of my neighbor and their neighbor and their neighbor and their mm-hmm. neighbor. And we're all in this together and we can heal together. Yeah yeah i mean
0: the separateness is an illusion itself that that we are separate yeah. from nature or each other or you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like i i appreciated it and I, I like how you talk about it there too um but yeah i i mean i think like we we had a, a little bit of a chat before and i was telling you like i I kind of had to speed run this book, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I I try to read everybody's book that comes on. And sometimes I have less time to do it. And I got your book later than I usually do. So um, Mm -hmm. I I felt like I was able to kind of get, um, you know, the force of the book and kind of where you're going, but I didn't get to sit with the exercises in the book um, with the meditation sessions and, and the ones I read through, like just reading them was calming. <laughs> so I mean well, I think you write them very well and like the this you know, the steps of how to get into the space. And the one that really stood out to me was just like spending these long stretches of time in an, in a like in conversation, well, or silence really, but in a conversation mm-hmm. with um natural place. And in that, somewhere that's not built up by man, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, um, like, although there was this tiny part of me that's like, if we're really not separate from nature, could you sit on a downtown city? block and have the same experience like maybe i don't know but i do think it's easier when there's not that much Mm -hmm. distraction um but yeah (laughs) just spending this very long period of time like a day you know hours and really listening and paying attention and you know absorbing what you can really get in that time and i was like you know, a lot of people would say I don't have time for that, and it was like, "Well, what is that? If you if you're busy, then you meditate for a full hour, not twenty minutes." Um, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, to take that time to have that experience, like, okay, like I'm figuring out how to make this happen as soon as possible now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. was, yeah, just the idea of it was, um, inviting just on the page to do that. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's it's my my my. my- wonder or or something or curiosity or um is that you know you read it and you can kind of you can kind of feel you can feel into it it's that's the memory that's your your you're remembering something Mm -hmm. that the exercises are kind of just you know they're they're helping people remember stuff they already know and i i do think that you can meditate on the bus and go to the, go to the busy square, you know, at the train station and, and meditate and meditate while you're shopping. And, you know, it's, you don't, you don't, of course, it's great to have that time to, to go into nature and to just sit, you know, and breathe. But yeah, not everybody has that, has access to nature and not everybody has the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, making ones what what one already does, just bringing awareness to life as mm-hmm. is. Yeah, that's and and a lot of people don't like to do that because, uh, well, myself included, right? It's because as as we or I do that, I become aware of of the things that don't feel good or the things I don't like or the things, yeah. you know, especially in the city, you know, you see uh, poverty. Or, just—it's funny. My um, Siri just turned on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see things you don't don't want to see, but yeah. it's things we we need we need to see. If you know, so coming from the point of view of a of a therapist. Um, You kind of have to see the wound before you heal the wound you have and you have to feel. Yeah, you have to see the wound and feel the wound before you can heal the wound. So Mm -hmm. um, becoming aware in the city is a really important thing. Becoming aware of um, in in the hard times, the challenging times. It's good information to have because it's guiding. It can guide one Mm -hmm. towards what needs to be done.
0: Yeah, I do think, I don't know, I guess because mind, mindfulness got kind of corporatized that, it, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's easy to dismiss, but um, it is important and it is difficult sometimes. I think you're right. Um, Like, I don't know how mindful I want to be when I'm trying to speed run the grocery store to get out of there as quickly as possible. But what Mm -hmm. what would that teach me if I could, you know, if I could take the time to do that in that moment? Like, what would I get out of that experience? Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting um, right now thought experiment, but perhaps later an actual experiment um, to see.
1: Yeah, I remember. Sitting on the bus you know I, I rode the bus around san francisco a lot when i lived in the bay area and you know there'd be there'd be people who lived on the streets you know who would get on the bus and and they they smelled pretty bad uh, you know just i don't know how long they didn't shower just living living under the elements and mm-hmm. um wow that smell you know and and just kind of meditating with that just like this is this is a part of life, yeah. And I I think that comes from my my kind of background working with tantra and stuff. I was in a tantra group for a while, and they actually have deities, you know, the the goddess of pollution, the goddess of, um, you know, all these these things that we generally try to push away, push mm-hmm. aside, death and whatnot. So, it's it's seeing the divinity that's inherent in in everything. And yeah, it's not, it's not always easy. Well, it's yeah. That's, that's just how it is. I don't know. In my experience. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think that is probably somewhat universal that some things we just don't, we don't want to sit with for very long, or we don't want to think about. And Mm. I think about, you know, like, like kind of the example you gave when you're thinking about something like that, um, when you are confronted with the fact that, you know, people, your neighbors don't have houses basically is what that experience is like you're mm-hmm. sharing space with people who don't have shelter and don't have access mm-hmm. to clean water to bathe, you know, and those kind of things. And then, you know, if you really sit with that, like, where is your, um, where's your responsibility in that? Where's your culpability? Like, how mm-hmm. are you part of the same system and you have a roof over? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, mm-hmm it's a lot to take in on your commute to work for most people, like when they're just trying to get through their day. So yeah, no, I understand Mm -hmm. why people shut down. Like, I, and like you said, yeah, I'm guilty Mm -hmm. of it too. Not even guilty. It's just Mm -hmm. sometimes a survival mechanism to do that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, it's an, it's, it's, it is embracing that edge case <laughs> for a lot of us <laughs> to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And then like, and and do you act on those things? What do you do once you've had, well, like mm-hmm. you've seen, you've seen the wound, like you said, so what do you do next? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's a, that's a lot to Good question.
1: Yeah. Um, we have got, gu- we have a lot of guides to help us, you know, elders who can help us answer those questions. And, you know, I've, I've had my own elders who have helped me and, um, I do like I don't know one thing I was thinking of while you were saying that was so how to bring magic into it too
0: mm-hmm. like
1: okay there's these things that that I need things that I could do oh my gosh there's so much suffering like how can how can I bring my magic to that um and and not not just not just use magic to to attract a lover you know which there's nothing wrong with that it's awesome but um, how can we use magic to heal to heal as many things and people and to heal nature to heal ourselves mm-hmm. um magic right it's powerful it's a mystery and uh, it's a, it's a miracle in many ways and um I, I i think you know there there are a lot of people who are applying magic to to social change and environmental change and psychological change and all that um so let's let's keep doing it together you know we're all yeah. here to help each other like those questions that are hard to answer how can i do this Well, oh, how can we do it how mm-hmm. can we do it together
0: yeah
1: and we all have gifts that we all have our own healing magic to offer to the world and um it, it's it brings me a lot of joy to help people explore that and find that, you know, of course I benefit a lot, you know, when someone else, when someone else finds their healing magic, I benefit Mm -hmm. from that. So you could say it's selfish pursuit of mine, (laughs) Um, but.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is also that, you know, I think about it in like in that if we're not separate, if they find their healing, then we're all finding it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the microcosm reflects the macrocosm. Like if you heal, you know, your life, then that's part of healing the whole kind of thing. So.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like a
1: day at a time, right?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, I think your book is like an encapsulated discussion of this, that everybody will have who encounters the book or listens to this podcast or, you know, whatever, like it's, it's just kind of like, sending out ripples like you said to like let's look at these things in this big ways and i i do mm-hmm. appreciate that you know your book and that you know this kind of bubbling up in the cult witchcraft cunning person whatever label people like to use
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know movement seems there does seem to be this turn toward like how can we fix the big problems? Not just, like you said, not just the ones that we encounter in our daily lives or in addition to the ones we can How do we fix the big stuff? Yeah,
1: in addition. And, I like that. Yeah.
0: So, but uh, in the interest of time, <laughs> mm-hmm. Before we get to our last question, uh, which is a little bit of a game of chance, um, Mm -hmm. I want to give you an opportunity to tell folks how to get in touch with you and maybe what's coming up on the horizon. Like I said, this will air toward the end of April. So kind of give people an idea of what to look for or how to find you. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Well, as far as how to find me online, uh, www.weirdwildweb.com. And that's weird with a Y. Um, and my Instagram is the same, Weird Wild Web. Facebook, I believe, is just Ash McKernan. And I do have music sites too, but I don't. I can't. I can't name the URL for that. Um, we can put that in the show one. notes. Okay. Yeah. And as far yeah, I'm going to be doing a couple. Bookstore visitations, but that'll be in early April. Um, so after that, I I will be attending some festivals over the summer and hopefully doing workshops. I'm in the process of applying for those. But mm-hmm. um, there's a place in Ohio called Wisteria, and they they do you know year round you know festivals. And but yeah, I'll be I'll be trying to to do workshop at one called starwood that they have there and possibly, uh, the summer solstice one, uh, they, yeah, it's a great place. Amazing outdoor, um, in the Appalachian foothills of Southeast Ohio, just a wonderful, wonderful community and good time and powerful, powerful magic there. And, and other, other, Let's see northeast thing possibly at the end of summer, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm definitely going to be getting out there with other podcasts and uh, doing workshops. Like I, yeah, I want to do some some psycho therapy kind of weird related process groups where we get together the group of people and explore weird together um, as as individuals our individual weird, but also our collective weird as a group and, and our larger collective weird connected to the weird of the earth. And, you know, that we're all in this process and realizing our gifts, our own, our own weird and our potential and our own magic. And so a couple of those will be in the works and, and involving more dance too. I want to, I want to, I really love dance and movement in general, and we all have our own way of dancing too
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i look forward to doing workshops dance workshops and and kind of mixing magic and movement together in in a ritual kind of space so i'll, I'll be experimenting a little bit with with that i'll be doing you know in the in my workshops in april which uh, will have passed by the time this comes out but yeah um, yeah and then maybe right. I'll be playing some music, some shows too. But yeah, I'll I'll post stuff to my my social media for so a good all this. place to
0: catch that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um cool. Well thank you. And so for our last question, mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll a die. And uh depending mm-hmm. on what the weird and fades decide, mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> if you get uh, you know, depending on what you get, you get a question about death, sex, religion, politics, or money. And if okay. I roll a six, you get to pick which one you want. So, okay, let's see what the fates have to say. Six, you get to choose. Okay, what would you like?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Well, let's let's go with. That's that's kind of a split. Between sex and death here. So maybe they'll kind of combine or something. Okay. But um I'll 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 just I'll say I'll say sex.
0: Okay. Um yeah. So I you talk about it briefly in the book. And there's a couple of different places where you kind of mention like the experience of sex with yourself or with the other person and how the weird fits into that. So I guess kind of mm. what I what I was thinking of this question is like, what is your I guess your response when someone goes, sex and weird go, (laughs) like what, how do you see those things together? Like Mm. how to, how to, is it experiential? You know, all of the pieces of that in, I guess, a short answer of sorts. So
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Well, I, I asked for it, I guess. Let me, um, (laughs) so yeah, sex and, and sex and weird, weird sex. Yeah. So everyone has their own weird, um which is kind of so everyone has their own sexuality right that's a part of one's weird one's sexuality how uh, what what turns them on what they like what they don't like um what they are curious about what they want to explore um what they want to stay really far away from um you know it's, it's bringing awareness to sex to one's relationship with sex And with, with sexual intimacy, with eroticism, you know, it's. I guess it's just kind of an invitation into what is the mystery of sex. I I do think that there's, there are, there are layers to sex, and, um, and there's there's a decent amount of both light and shadow in sex. So, all, all wonderful things to explore, which will reveal um, a lot about not only where you came from, but where where you are and where you're going. So, um, I think sex is super powerful. You know, it's it's a form of magic in its own right, and just like writing is magic and expressing, speaking, uh, thinking, you know, all of these things are magic. But, and yeah, sex is really edgy. It's, it can be a, a very triggering, uh, edgy thing for, for a lot of people. Um, and
0: mm, I also think it can be ridiculous too. when you really like extrapolate like the mechanics mm. of sex as a human, like you, like this is pretty <laughs> it's pretty weird. I mean it's, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. there's a line. I think it's Robert Haas and I'm probably mis- I'm probably misquoting who it is, but I just it's one of those lines of poetry that just kind of sticks with you over life. He described, you know how the gods watch humans have sex, and it's like two featherless birds flopping around in the puddle of a bed and I was like yeah I mean it's just you know like it is kind of ridiculous too and and sometimes that ridiculousness can be part of the joy of it and sometimes it makes you you know there's a lot of shame around it too so
1: yeah yeah I like that yeah there it is it is hilarious sex can be hilarious and of course there's so much comedy that's been done around sex and yeah um it's it's hilarious it can be terrifying it can be liberating and fun and playful and um so many and creative and so many other things but yeah it's again like yeah it's i guess the weird weird craft is an invitation invitation to explore the nature of it and (laughs) And the nature of it for, you know, as, as a collective, as a human, but also the nature of it as an individual, what does Mm -hmm. it mean? What is, what do you want to explore with it? What, what are you, what do you not want to? And I don't know, also, you know, trauma, like there's a lot of people who have sexual trauma and, and it's, it's good to, it's good to process that. It's good to, it's good to process any, any trauma and, bring back healing flow bring back um just aliveness and because that flow you know it wants to go somewhere it it wants to yeah i'm thinking about sex and or you know orgasm um as one place that sex wants to go it wants to go into infinity you know that that infinite orgasmic thing and I think that's where consciousness and being, and, you know, wants to go in general. So, um, sex is a, is a great kind of, I don't know, technology Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word to, to use, to, to remember, to remember that infinite kind of nature of ourself.
0: Almost like another door, almost like another door to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that idea awesome well ash thank you so much for being on the show thank you for writing this very interesting book that i hope people will check out and um thank you mm-hmm. yeah like uh, if you had asked the if you'd picked death i would have asked you if you were going to write a book about death since you bring it up at the beginning or at the, at the very end of the book you talk about death mm-hmm. so would you write that book or whatever the next book is we'll have you again and we'll talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> <some> more.
1: <laughs> thank you yeah it's really nice to talk with you and fun fun to explore these ideas and um, it's cool, cool to learn a little bit about your weird. Oh, same,
0: same, and, same. So, yeah, well, thank I you.
1: Look, look forward to chatting more down the road.
0: Me too. Mm. Witch Lit is a production of Thousand Volt Press. Our intro music is Cosmic Glow by Andrew Kay, and our outro music is Voices by Alexander Shanekar transcripts and all our previous episodes are available at witchlitpod.com and you can follow us on instagram at witchlitpod. Thanks for listening and for reading witchy.